never forget place where we came from, but that intro is so much better than the old <laughs> one. Uh, welcome to this week's episode of Across the Park podcast, um, Blue Edition. If you missed last week's show uh, and you've just come back off holiday and you tune in hoping for some Liverpool chat, unfortunately, you might have to press back and go and watch the LFC Day Trippers or the Redmen TV because we are going forward. We are going to be exclusively only an Everton FC show. Just to recap last week, we, we did say that we tried all summer to maybe keep it as banter and debate both sides of the park. It, it just became really impossible to do time time frames and things for the Reds. The Reds work in different ships, different cities, and myself, Pricey and Judgy, a little bit more stable with our work and life and we're allowed to, to maybe have a bit more free time and, and the night time. So going forward, myself, Ian Mills, Andrew Price and Gary Judge will be bringing you hopefully the very, very best Everton content that you're going to watch and listen to um, Southie and Mills, Andrew Price, Pricey, just to just to put a full stop on that. You said last week that you're excited, aren't you? Going forward, that there's maybe some stuff that we possibly couldn't do because of Red's audience, which may allow us to to do some more bits and bobs. Yeah, it just means it just means we can do a bit more um, outside of the normal this normal chat that we're doing now. Obviously, we're going to keep this chat on, but we can you know do a few more specials. Mm-hmm. You know, we've done the, the, the summer specials and stuff like that, and we can do a bit more like that and, and make it obviously fully Everton and, and we can go off on a bit of a tangent rather than having to think about what the Liverpool type of fans would, would want and, and want to be listening to and see. So, yeah, let's see how it goes, isn't it? Let's see how it goes onwards and upwards. That's it. Some new graphics, <coughs> excuse me, over on the social media, Instagram and Twitter is at Across the Park PC. We've got a, a new logo. Um, we've ripped the reds there for having no time. We haven't had any time to update our... our um, YouTube channel with the new logo. So if anyone's looking at that red logo thinking this is not an Everton show, we're with you. We've got a new logo ready to go. It's just not on this week's show. But if you head over to the socials across the park, PC, new logos on there and we'll be updating the social media a lot more regularly as to what we're going to do. Like Pricey said, the floodgates are open now. We can do more instant shows. We don't have to worry about the balance of shows and we're hoping to to do that um before we do get into the show big shout as always to our sponsors Vair clothing virclothing.com there's a massive sale on the past few weeks um if you walk around Liverpool city center they're all kits out in Vair. It's, it's such a great brand of clothing i'm wearing my very basic but stylish um blue t-shirt i know pricey's got a few nice garb garments there as well if you do find some shoes <clears throat> find a scarf you find a coat you find some jeans and a hoodie and a t-shirt for the winter Make sure you put ATP20 in checkout. You will get the Park podcast. Pricing no games last weekend. Uh, the death of Queen Elizabeth II meant that our version of sports halted. Some other versions of sports didn't. Cricket went ahead. There was rugby. I think football and boxing took, took a big hit. Without getting too political, we're not like that, but do you think it was probably the right call to, to have a weekend off and... and and let the country sort of go into that morning stage, which they're still officially in. Absolutely not. No chance. Should have carried on. I don't. I don't. I don't understand why it didn't. Um, I've seen all social media, and a few people have said that Gary Neville, in particular, have seen. Why? Why can't? Why couldn't we have it and, and, and the fans show the respect first of all, and, and you know do it that way? But, but second of all, the amount of fans who bought train tickets and, and match tickets and accommodation. Um, I know we were going down to, to Arsenal and there was people staying over the night before. What, what, what's happened to them? They're not getting no refunds. Nobody's thought about oh. that. Um, it's absolute 
you know, you go over back in COVID and how, how, how crap football was without the fans, and then you think something like this, they'd, they'd be thinking about the fans more than they'd be thinking about um, anything else, and the royal family in particular. You know, I'm sure the players wanted to play. I'm sure all the managers wanted to play. You know, who, who wants an extra game in a pile-up later on in the season when it's when it's congested anyway? Nobody. Got a World Cup coming up. I thought, I thought it was a ridiculous decision, to be honest, and I don't. Especially with other, if they would have said... There's a ban on sports, you know. No, no, no sports can go ahead this weekend. You, you accept a little bit more, but as you say, all the sports went on, or you know, the majority of other sports went on apart from apart from ours. And it was, it was the worst thing was the Sunday league footy was was called off as well for the kids, yeah, yeah. and the kids couldn't even get out and have a game of footy. And it was, I just wasn't into it at all. You know, fair play, pay your respects to, to the Queen Diane. It's not about that. It's two separate issues. This is this is for me is, I just I thought it was a really bad decision and poor on on the everyday fan. And with, do you know what? It, it would have sat a lot better with me, like you said, there of every sport. If they just said, look, I don't want that to happen, but it would have sat a lot better with me if they said every sport. But you, you watch like the cricket and, and you watch the rugby and you see how, how, how respectful the supporters were and, and, and the staff who were playing and stuff. And, and that, to me, that visual would have been a lot better for everyone to say, go, go and look at the SPL, go and look at the, the English Premier League. Go and look at grassroots and, and go and look how, how they are paying respects. And, and to me, that would have been a much, much better visual. But, but one bonus, really, that, that we didn't play is because the injuries have, have sort of... We've had a hard time at the start of the season, but one player that I didn't really want to lose, arguably man of the match in a amazing side derby, was, was Jordan Pickford. So he went down last week. We're here in three or four weeks. Take the Arsenal game out. That now is two or three weeks. But... That's a big blow, isn't it? Jordan Pickford picking up that injury. Yeah, yeah. He's, he's, he's looked really good. I mean, he looked good last season. And he's, you know, especially the end of last season, made some really important saves and, and great this season as well. But I think, you know, the Arsenal game being off, you've got international break, isn't it, coming up? So he's, that's another week yeah. that, that, that he's, he's, you know, he's got to recover. Um, it is a, it's a disappointing one. But I think, I think you know, our, our subkeepers, you know, Begovic is, is, is a calm and steady keeper. So I don't, I don't think... It's not like you've got an understudy who's, you know, a rookie, complete rookie like we've had in the past and, and you're a bit nervous about putting him in. I think we should be fine with Begovic, but from Pickford's point of view, it's disappointing because he's on that role. You can see him confident. You know, he's got the captain's armband and he's, yeah, yeah. he just looks, he, I wouldn't say he looks calmer in the fact that he's still shouting his defender and he's, he's still he's still got that edge about him, but he's, 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 the way he plays the game is, is calmer and it'd be less erratic, I think, in his decision-making when it comes to playing footy. So, he'll be gutted that he, he's, not, he's not involved, but as I say, I don't think. I think, yeah, I don't think he will be a miss. But, but because I understood he's a decent understudy, I think hopefully it, it won't be it won't be obvious on the pitch that we're missing our, our keeper. If, if that makes sense. Yeah, look, if if it's a game or two, then okay. I'm not I'm not having sleepless nights over a game or two. Begovic, like I said, he's got lots of experience. He's shown he's a, he's a good goalkeeper. Um. If if someone said to me it's it's eight to twelve weeks, I probably would be a, a bit bit worried. I, I I agree with you. I think you probably get by with Begovic, and, and I think you'd probably get by again if this happens again for for two or three weeks of the second half of the season. Um, it, it's just like like you said, he's he's been the captain this season, and, and he's he's pushed great performances in. I think you could see. I, I know you you were away for the derby. Um, from where we sit, I mean, you sit in the park end. You could see his kicking in the second half was bad. And yeah. apparently that's part of the injury that he's got is that he's been carrying this injury for a while. He's been playing through it. And that second half into the pool, I mean, you, you could see, even despite he was making great saves. So probably probably the right thing to pull him out now. Uh, the international break helps. Uh, the fact that we didn't have a game last week, even though we don't like it, helps 
Uh, but one man, it probably does help as well. Another week on the training grounds, no setback so far. You're looking forward to seeing Dominic Calvert-Lewin get back in the team. And for you, does 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 he come right back in? Uh, I am looking forward to him getting back because I think the system needs that that striker up front. But I wouldn't. He's been like glass the last couple of seasons, so I wouldn't. I wouldn't yeah. rush him back in. I'd, I'd take it slowly and and you know build him into it. Uh, I wouldn't just start him just because he's 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 fit. Because you know match fitness is a completely different thing. And I think yeah, yeah. more should get his by same again another couple of games if it's if it's you know if it's going to be for the for the better of the long term. Then I'd I'd just leave him out and bring him on for twenty minutes here and there. And get him back into it, but it's a weird one with him because last season, even when he was fit, he didn't he didn't look fit, and he he always looked like he, he might get injured again. And I, I don't know what's going on there, but I'd hate to think that he's going to be one of those injury prone players because it's not on worse than an injury prone player comes back and you know yeah, he meaning is the same, bringing them back a few games yeah. and then they, they go off again. So yeah, I'd take it slowly. I'd handle with care and I'd uh, I'd bring him on. Gradually until he's ready, but he's still, he's still, you know, the number one striker, isn't he? And when he's fit and he's raring to go and he's match fit, then then I'm looking forward to him being in the team in that system that we played against Liverpool. I think he'd be he'd be effective in that system. The thing with Lewin is now, I mean, he's getting he's getting both sides of the injuries, and by that I mean he's getting the serious ones, he's, he's getting the groin tears, he's getting the two and the three month ones, but then he's getting the knocks on top of it. So for me, this has been a prolonged period. This has been what five weeks, six weeks, mm. and with Lewin. It, since he's bulked up, he doesn't seem to stay fit. And I don't know if that's linked. Maybe I'm just, in my head, I'm, I'm seeing that since you've bulked up, you, you, you never fit. But last season, we brought him back. I think it was Brighton at home, like the first week in January, and he, he played, and then he was injured again, and then Lampard came in, and he broke down and training, and then Lampard was trying to push him back in, and he broke down again. There just seems to be a problem keeping him fit. So I don't know whether the right thing is to rush him back in. No, I don't think it is. I think it, what it is is he had that pretty serious, well, the, the most serious injury last season, and then we were forced to try and push him, and not only by putting him in the team early, but probably in training, Lampard trying to push him and trying to get him fit when he's not because we, we desperately needed them. So when it's like that and you 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 get him rushed back, then you're bound to pick up niggles and little little injuries here and there. It's this it's this injury uh, just before the season started. That was the the unfortunate one I thought and the one when I thought I'd be yeah. raring to go now he's, he's had the summer and he'll be ready for it but yeah I think I think you've got to be very careful with someone like that especially as you say when he's he's, he's physical and he's sort of changing the way he plays and, and the way the way he looks in terms of bulking up just a little bit it can it can affect him but let's you know let's let's see how he goes it'd be great to have a, a fire in Calvert-Lewin with service you know because last season was when he did play didn't have the service if we can have him with service and see if he can get those goals that he had when you know Carlo Ancelotti was here, those tap ins and those six yard box goals and, and, and penalty box goals would be ideal to have someone down the team. Do you think I'm going way off topic here, but just because you've said about service and stuff, are we set up it still in a way to benefit him? Because I, I think when he did play last season, I, I don't think our style now, I, I think that he flourished whenever it was for him. He said, Richarlison, whether you're so called not, you're left. Um, Hamas Rodriguez, you've got the opportunity to go right or float. You've got Gilfie Sigurdsson as a 10, and you had two fullbacks. And it looked to me like that that system was built for the number nine. Now, we know Carlo has always built his systems around number nines, and he did that with Calvert Lewin. I don't really see what, what you say he needs, which I agree with, by the way. A lot of service. I, I see Anthony Gordon developing as a player and putting goals on his game. I see Alex Wobi as now our, our number 10, who, who's playing really, really well. I don't see that Michelenko is an attacking left back. 
I, I just don't see where the service is coming from, and that makes me wonder whether he will be as effective as we actually need him to be. I don't know. You know, I think I think once we've got a whole midfielder, so you bring yeah. Garnaday into the equation, I think the fullbacks can push on a little bit more. Then I think mm. Patterson. You're looking at Patterson. He's he's an up and yeah. down fullback. He's a shameless yeah. goalman. He's he's going to be he's going to be providing the service you've got. I think Michalenko under Ashley Coles. Don't forget, he's he's been here for for less than a year. Ashley Cole, you know, coaching him and, and teaching him. You know, Ashley Cole was always up and down. I think Michalenko, they've got the idea of him being the same once he develops. I think that'll be the service. But I just <laughs> like the way. I think Morpa done it the other the other week when he did hold up a couple of times and allowed others to get round him and get past them. And I think that's what Calvert-Lewin will do. And then. As I say, you've got the full-backs over, overlapping once we've got that whole midfield and once we're a bit more sure in the middle. I think the full-backs will get in, he will get the service. And it's just, you say about Ancelotti, you know, the, the, the famous sort of sort of direction he gave Calvert-Lewin was just to stay within the width of the goal. And, and, and I think if that's what we can do for him, you don't want him chasing, no, you know, running no channels, not like that. Hold the ball up, bring other people in and then get into the box. I think it is set up for him personally. I think I think we'll be all right in that. And, you know, play him. Gordon needs to put goals in on his on his game, but he also needs to put assists on his game. He's, yeah, yeah. His, numbers, his numbers are low, and he's, he's started this season better. But I think, yeah, I think if I think about it, I do think that um, that it is set up for the way we want to play will benefit Calvert-Lewin eventually. Be interesting. It'd be interesting to see if, if first of all we keep him fit, and second of all he, he does fit in the system because I think there's Everton team I've got for the first time probably in a couple of years. I've now got a couple of ways that they can play. I'm going into Saturday. On Sunday, and I, I couldn't tell you that what formation it'd be. Never mind the personnel. So it's going to be interesting, isn't it, to see how, how he how he does fit in. Well, that's what I was going to say. What do you think? He's he's you know he's he started three at the back. I think out of necessity he's gone to this system that he played against Liverpool. Do you think that? Do you think that's his preferred one, or do you think he's the type of manager who'll just look at not game by game as such, but look who's available and and, and sort of adapt the system, or do you think he's got something in mind that he wants to play and he's trying to get us into that place? I, I think more the latter, <clears throat> and I'll, but I'll counter that with me, in my own, my own argument here. I think he likes the idea of three centre-halves. I, I think he played it at Chelsea. Um, I was no Derby County, avid watcher, but when I read articles on, on Lampard and stuff, apparently he played the three at Derby County, and he, he likes that way of playing. But I also think he showed already that he is open to seeing if something else works, we'll go with that. And I think he might have stumbled across now the 4-3-3. I think bringing Adrissa Garnagay in, for me, our best formation now puts three men in midfield. If you can have Adrissa Garnagay and, and you can put Alex Awobi a little bit further forwards, um, I don't know, I, I just think, and then you've got Onana as well, who, who's, who's got loads of positive signs. I think that's a nice three. I think they'll complement each other. So, to answer your question, I think he prefers a three at the back. But I don't think he'll go back. He, I don't think he'll revert to that so soon. I, I think he will probably keep it as a four-three-three until he has to change. Yeah, I, I think the same. He's, he's the three at the back. I don't think it worked. It's worked when he's played. But I, I agree with you. I think that's what he'd like to play in, in his mm. mind. He likes that system because he likes the fullbacks pushing on and whatever else. So I think that's what he would prefer to do. But. And we've got, and you look at it, we've potentially got three decent centre backs. One got went once got three back to play it, but yeah, I, I don't know. I, I, I wouldn't have been Yeri Mina as well. If Yeri Mina comes in, all of a sudden, you've, 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 if you look, if you look at Yeri Mina for me, he's got to be on the pitch. So, does, does that then, isn't it? So, who's your so, so if he 
So he sticks to this four three three. Watch it, and everyone's fit. Who's your two? You, I, I, it's hard, and, and that's where I think I go into the weekends, and I don't know what he, what he'll play. I, I think if I think if Ben Godfrey was fit, and Yeri Mina was fit, Cody and Tarkowski are fit. I just think it is is the best way to make that team stronger to get as many of them on the pitch as possible. Is is that how, how you look at it? And then you have to say, well, we will we'll abandon our shape a little bit, and we'll have a number ten and the wing backs, and, and then we'll lose a Gordon or we'll lose a Gray because Wobie goes further up and you play a 10 off a 9. And that's what I mean. There's, there's, there's lots, lots of options in my head. And when they're all fit, I don't know, I don't know how we'll line up. I really yeah. don't. That's, that's a, for me, that's a good thing. I don't want to go into, I don't want to go into a weekend thinking, like, we have to change it because it's not working, like I did and you did at February and March that season where we were crying out for, like, just find something that sticks. I think we're in a position now, which sounds funny because we've not won a game yet in the, in the Premier League. But I think we're in a really, really healthy position to analyse the opposition that are coming up and try and get a game plan. And, and a game plan can be two or three things for me. Yeah, it definitely goes back to, to the summer. I mean, we gave them, I think we gave them a 7 out of 10 in, in the transfer market last week. I think that was probably harsh when you look at it and you, you look at the players we've we've got rid of and brought in and, and those options. But three at the back, for me, you lose a midfielder in, in, in our team and you, 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 know, you lose right. either one, as you say, an attacking threat or just just a midfielder to shore up to shore up the, the middle of the park so uh, I agree we've got we've got loads of options I love it when you have two players in every position yeah and you have the formation and the, the them two players are battling for that one position and, and you have your de- you have decent players on the bench rather than trying to squeeze all your good players into the team I'd rather yeah. I'd rather have a formation and keep keep players on the bench who are itching to play the next game that's how I, that's how I do it and I think the from you know, if I was Frank Lampard, four three three would be would be my preferred position uh, formation. Just judging on the players that we've got. No, I, I can't argue. Look, if anyone agrees or, or disagrees with myself and Pricey, get in the comments. And um, while you're on our YouTube page, while you're watching it, hit subscribe, hit like. It really helps out. The more subscribers we get, um, it, allow, it allows us to do a little bit more things, uh, some live things, perhaps in the future. And, and like I said at the start of the show, now we are just blue. There's there's no doubt that we can bring you some more content from maybe around the ground on a match day. Um, so so please hit subscribe. Please hit like. It really does help us. If you want to go over to our socials, give us a follow on Across the Park PC on Twitter and Instagram. What we do on Twitter is before we record the day of, we ask for some questions and people do get in touch. We've got one here uh, from Liam Pricey. Uh, and just to, just to stick with the theme there of, of maybe our best formation and, and how we do fit players in, uh, he said, hi, lads. Um, where are you on possibly more pay in a front three with Gordon and DCL? Um, he said, with the obvious lack of goals in our team, does another striker have to play, i.e. more pay, or would you stick with the pace of Gray? And he's added, personally, I think Gray could be a big plus for us when he's on the bench and coming off it versus starting games. Where are you on that? I think Morpai has been brought in as a Richarlison type replacement where he can play centre if you need him to, but he can play as one of the wire positions as well. Uh, I think the, the the strongest front three is, is you know, it might, I might not be popular for saying this, but I think it's Gray, um, Calvert-Lewin and and, uh, and Gordon. Um, I don't, I think, you know, the guy, sorry, Liam's just said that, that Gray on the bench. I think if you're going to play Morpai wide, I'd, I'd, I'd have Gordon as a sub. I think Gray's... Gray gives you more than Gordon in terms of, as we were saying before, you know, your assists and, and driving the team forward. That'll come with Gordon. Obviously, he's, he's young, but 
I'd have Graham before him, but more pay as a as a as a it's not wide, is it? But it sort of is as a wide forward, definitely. I think he'll 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 play that throughout the season, as I say, in the same way as Richarlison did before. I think that's one of the reasons he's in there. More by I said before, I'm not sure he's a goal scorer. So if you know, if anyone's thinking, or you know, I might be wrong in this, but if anyone's thinking that he's going to be a Calvert Lewin sort of, it's him or Calvert Lewin in the, in the team. I don't think that's the way it's going to work. I think it's going to he's going to be rotated across the front three because I don't think more pie, I don't think you can, he's, he guarantees your goals in the same way that we're hoping Calvert Lewin will when he comes back. Um, what about what, what about you? What your if you if you had to do it if you so you're you. you because you were saying we need another striker in the, in the window. So if you've got your front three, as you, as you know, we went out about, then about the, the centre-back. So you've, who's your strongest front three? Is Anthony Gordon guaranteed a place in your front three? And then it goes from there, or is it? Yeah, so, so for me, I'd, I'd, the one constant in the team for me would be Anthony Gordon. I, I think I think now's the time to put the cape on him. He's got the number 10. Fans love him. Um, I don't know what happens. In, in the in the summer and at the end of the transfer window, I see everything you've seen. He wants to go, he doesn't want to go. The club will sell him, the club won't. I think now is the time to maybe give him a, a fresh contract. Um, he's the poster boy. Get him out there. Kids, kids our age, and I know your little girl is, is at the age now where she wants a hero. And, and I think he's probably the closest thing you're going to get to a hero minus Dominic Calvert Lewin. Um, I'd, I'd put the rocket ship on him and I'd, I'd say to him, You're the man for me. I'd, I'd go with Gordon, definitely. Um, more pay again. I've only seen what others have seen, but I'll be completely honest. I'm not really impressed. I, I think the chance that he's that he spent in the derby was was almost criminal. I, I think he. I think the fact that he took a touch even fools Allison into into making it a better save. Like Allison didn't didn't expect that because anyway, I'm not convinced on more pay at the moment. Will he give you hard work? Will it? Will he? Will he be a fan's favourite because he'll front a defender? And he'll chase the ball down absolutely. I've got no doubt that scoring wise, I don't think he's gonna be the answer. And that then means that you've got to play Dominic Calvert Lewin for me. You've got to. You absolutely have to. And I think the manager last season was right in in March and April to drop Dominic Calvert Lewin and give the Charleston the 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 keep, if you will. I I I think he was right. I don't think there's that many chances to do that this season. I, I'd go against what you're saying. I think more pay is a backup. I think he's brought more pay in. I get the I get the impression that we've ticked in the window. We've got a budget. We've got a list of names. We haven't scored goals and we haven't scored many goals in the first few games. And, and I think the trick the trigger's been pushed or the button's been pushed on Neil more pay. Uh, Tamari Gray would then go to the other side. For me, I, I think Tamari Gray. Is a, is a really good player. I, I don't think he's a fantastic player. But I think he's really good. But yeah, I, I, I don't come off. I don't come out the grounds with you, and and slag him off like like we have done with other players at times. I've, I've not I've not had reason to. Has he had bad games or poor games? Yeah, but who doesn't? We're, we're seeing Mo Salah at the moment. I've you know he was he was better than Messi this time last season. He, he scored one in whatever now, so it does happen. Um, but I think he's a good player. So I, I'd be minded to agree with you. I'd be great. DCL and I'd be Anthony Gordon, but for me the, the constant would be would be Gordon. But I can also I, I can sort of see what Liam means. I, I think if we're nil nil or we're, or whatever or and some sort of negative results, I think Tamari Gray coming off the bench for the last twenty minutes makes the opposition think this is a new dimension here. I, I think that more I think they'd think that more than they would if more pay came on. So I can maybe see what he means. But for me the the main three would be Gordon, 
DCL. Um, Tamari Gray. Uh, another question, Pricey, on the social media from Jamie. He, he wants to know what we've made of Tom Davis's start of the season. Uh, Jamie's actually said he's, he's been really impressed with Tom Davis so far this season. Arguably, may, may keep a shirt at the weekends, even though Odessa Garner guys is there. If, if he did keep a shirt, I wouldn't argue with it because he's been, he has played well. He, you know, he came on against Villa. He was he was or starting for like I think he came on, didn't he? he was brilliant. Came on to me, yeah, yeah. yeah and, he, and he's been he's been great since then. I'm, I'm not. He's one of those players that when he first came into the team, I really liked him and I liked him for ages. And then he dropped off. But I think what he's doing now is he's got a confidence about him that he that he lost. He completely lost on the ball. He's an hard work, you know. Taylor's an hard worker off the ball. He got, he got a bit lazy last season or the season before on the ball and off the ball. He started sort of not tracking back as much as he did, and he was a bit giving lazy passes and he was underconfident and all that type of thing. And I think Lampard has a has, has sort of instilled a bit of confidence into him and just told him to keep it simple, just work hard, do do you know make make the close players down, and when you've got the ball. Just, just find your find your man, find your pass, and build your confidence from there. And he's he's been really good. He's made some important challenges. Um, and yeah, I, I kind of gay will come into the team just because I think for me he lifts it up a level again. But Tom Davis is he's been really good. You can't you can't nobody watching Everton this season and watching Tom Davis surely can come away thinking that he's, he hasn't been good. He has. He's been good. And if he would decide if he'd have been a new sign in the summer, you'd be you'd be raving or not raving, but you'd be made up with him. You'd be saying, look, he's settled in really well. What a, what a good player we've got in our hands there. It's been good. Well, I, I've got a perception of Davis. Um, I'm not. Biggest fan. I remember me and you were at, at the fun day where me for, for Alfie squads who, who we're members of. So please get over to Alfie squad on Twitter and, and donate and see the, the great things they're doing. But we were there at the fun day and nobody came on. I said to you, oh, fucking hell, Tom Davis. And you were a bit like, come on, give him a chance. And I had the perception of him, it was gone for me. But I'm, I'm open. I'm hoping and I'm open to being wrong with Tom Davis. Um, I think he started the season really well. I think the Aston Villa game, he was good. I think not Forrest, he was good. And then you, you then go into the away games where he was good, and, and then the derby. I thought, even though a Jessica guy is is a better player, and I think Everton were were a better team for a Jessica guy coming on for Tom Davis in the derby. But you, if it was someone else going off, I wouldn't have argued. I wouldn't have been like it has to be Davis. I thought he was getting down the pitch, and and his shape was good. I think in the derby as a whole, Everton's shape was really really good. Liverpool expected Everton to come out, and Tom Davis was a big part of Everton's shape being being well. So yeah, if he starts on Sunday. I'm not gonna lie, I'd, I'd prefer a Jessica and a guy to start, but yeah. if he started on Sunday, I wouldn't be wouldn't be on the WhatsApp, I wouldn't be on the Twitter like high rates yeah. with caps lock. I, I think he probably deserved. And if you really take you to take a step back from your personal opinion on players, arguably deserve to stay in the team. Mm-hmm. That's, that's what I'm saying. If, he, if he's in the start now, no one can, can argue about it because on merit he's there, isn't he? Yeah, and he's he's, he's in, you know, let's see, let's see how it goes. But as, as a player, if if even if he's not, he's not a starter. If he's, you know, going on, you know, for the rest of the season, he's, if he's a squad player, if he does come into the team, and when he does come into the team, if he performs to that level, and he's obviously a scouser around the place as well, he's, he's a good, he's a good player to have in your squad, I think. Yeah, um, just the last question, Pricey, I, I plucked from Twitter. Just, just trying to pluck one that was um, a, a little bit different. Um, so Liam on Twitter has messaged us, and he said he, he's he's seen. Um, on social media, that this is the anniversary or, or the old this week in history we used to do of, of the Everton three Man United three game in 2010. For anyone who's who's young, who's, who's too young to remember that or, or just can't remember it, 
it's the game that Everton scored two goals at the street end in stoppage time, and it, it just went ballistic. United were winning three one. Michael Arteta scored the equaliser after Tim Cahill scored, and and the scenes were were crazy. He's actually added here, Liam. He said, "Silly me, I left early and missed the equaliser. I'm still gutted when I see that goal back on on Sky Sports." Price, I think you can top him. You didn't miss one goal. You missed two, didn't you? Yeah, I got the three-one. You know what? That's the, the only. I think we were on goal when we were on eight Hopkins, and I think I'm sure we were on goal over in the in the from we've been out the night before, and we were on goal over in the uh, Gladys Street. And uh, yeah, all game we were we were feeling ropey, and at three-one we just looked at each other. We were like, "What are we doing? We just goals." Just... We didn't look like scoring when I got off. It like, didn't look. I don't know what happened when I left, but we just didn't look like scoring. It wasn't like the you know we were having attacks and the fans were all up behind them. It was it was dead. It was just like this isn't happening. So we said, "Come here, we'll we'll get off." So uh, we're walking out and we got by the spell up and we just heard a roar and we were like three two, no way three two. I'm mad that carried on walking and then we walked further down by the brew and all that over the over the bridge. And Ockwin just looks at his phone and goes to me, "It's three three. And you could hear it slightly, but you didn't sound like anything more than yeah. just like a walk. And I was like, you are joking. I was like, no. And I didn't know whether I was happy because we'd equalised or gutter because I missed it. No, <laughs> I, didn't know what, I didn't know how to feel. I was like, but obviously made up. We, we got the equalised. But yeah, I didn't, didn't see either of the goals. And uh, yeah, good, good about that one, missing that one. But yeah, but boss, boss to come back from. from and, but then there was the Man United. Then was before, after the Man United one when we were. Uh, three nil down at half time. We come, we come back to three all, and then they scored four three. Yeah, that's the other Man United game I remember. I was at that one. I watched all of that one, but yeah, the, the three three killer. That you went, you was away, wasn't you? You was, was you away on holiday? That that was that game. I was, yeah, I, I, I was away. So, so, so you, you're talking 2010. So I was, we were what, 25 then. Showing our age now, 25. Um, so 2010, I, I was in Orlando. And you sound fucking ancient here, you sound proper ancient and, and old, but it weren't WhatsApp and it weren't like Wi-Fi and, and social media weren't like it, it, it is now. So I remember just not having any data and having like an old phone. And I was around Disney World with my wife, who's my girlfriend at, at the time, and one of our first holidays. And I remember ringing home, just the saints were like, well, I'm going to ring home, well, it's half five in America's time, that'll be whatever, half one or whatever. Just find out what the final score was. I remember ringing home. I lived at home at the time. Dad, God rest the soul, he said, "Oh, it's nearly finished. They got B three. We got B three one. Fucking hell! Put the phones on. It bummed me out. I was like, I don't think we'd started the season well, and it bummed me out a little bit. And I was like, walking around Disney World, oh, fucking Everton. Only Everton could do you like this. And then here, Dad rang her. I said, "Is he made up?" She's like, "Why would he be made up? When did he fucking equalised? Did he score two goals? Is he watching it?" It's like of all the games that I only miss, we're not even finding a bar in Orlando to go and watch it in. And yeah, I was running straight to the um, straight to Space Mountain after that with a big smile on my face. <laughs> That's what happened to me. I'm Mark and my dad and all that were like, Oh, it was great, weren't it? Oh, it was brilliant, weren't it, boss? And all that. And I was like, Completely missed it. Completely missed it. Let's move on back, back to footy. No more um, Disney World and being on over stories. Um, the season so far, like I, I said, there we haven't won. I think there's, I think there's been. Progress despite that, but I, I would just how would you view the season so far as, as, as a whole? Like, I'm talking everyone, like Man City seems to have at one point for me pulled ahead and had some indifferent results. I've absolutely loved watching Liverpool having different results, but they're still learning 
Man United have been up and down already. Chelsea have sacked a manager. How are you viewing the season so far? Five or six weeks in, it's, it's a bit chaotic to me. It is chaotic, and I think because you know, looking at the top end of the, you know the league, or as it is, as you would look at that, I think because Man City and Liverpool over the past two seasons have won so many games, I think there's a bit of panic when when one of the top teams doesn't win a game or when they draw, yeah. um, and they sort of go on a down. Well, from from the looks of it so far, they go on a bit of a downer. Uh, so Man United obviously at the start they went down, they've pulled it back a little bit now. Liverpool themselves, City, sort of stumbled a little bit with a with a draw or whatever the the you know, and then you've got Arsenal who've just drew, and I think they'll probably go on a bit of a, a down. I think there's there's just feels like there's loads of pressure on on the top teams more than more than there's ever been, um, and I think that that means that you the, the they're probably beatable in, in in that sense if you know what I mean because I think I think they'll be so desperate to think that they have to win and they have to go for the results, and that's why Chelsea have obviously change the manager so early because they, they haven't had a great start and they're expecting Man City and Liverpool to, to win as many games as, as they have done over the last couple of seasons. Um, I had Brighton to go down at the start of the season because they lost they lost Basuma and they lost the left-back. Um, and I know, yeah, and didn't replace them with... Well, they might have replaced McCauley, but no one that you you, you know you think is, is going to be yeah. outstanding. They brought in Gilmore, who I'm not really a fan of from, uh, from Chelsea and... and, and I thought they'd go down, and now that they've lost Potter, I can imagine Brighton to sink a little bit, like like Charlton did when Kay went, for example. I think I think they'll yeah. they'll fall down in terms of being, you know, forever. And I, th- I think I think we started. I'm weirdly pleased with how we started. Um, just just seeing how we've got a bit of uh, a bit of something about us in terms of how we're playing, how we're set up, and also a bit of you know a bit of fight that we perhaps haven't had lately, but. I don't think any team Haaland is is obviously great, but I don't think any team is is particularly stood out as as as, as being. And I, you know, obviously they got the top teams, but I mean, one of them maybe one of the middle teams, or you know, West Ham or whatever, usually push on and they look really good at the start of the season. I don't think there's been anyone as that from what I've seen that you've looked at and gone, they're going to be good this season, or you know. And I think that gives us hope to think that we can be one of the teams to if we get a run together to push up personally. That that's the way I'm feeling. The only team who stood out, and, and it was like by default because of the fixtures, was Arsenal. But then they went to United last week and, and mm. or, or two weeks ago, and then that's the first time they've had a game, really, because they've, they've, on paper they've, they've beat teams who, who Arsenal should always be beating. Um, so they stood out at first, and, and I was looking, going like, that's all it takes sometimes. If you get momentum and you get to Christmas, maybe Arsenal are in there, but then you're seeing them last week revert to type. United are just a mad one for me. I, I, look, I look at their team and I go, I wouldn't want to play them. Then you watch some games and you'll be like, they're awful. And then the next week you'll watch them and you'll be like, fucking, I wouldn't want to play them again. They're back to being, there's just no consistency. And with their new manager, I think that'll probably take this season for them to yo-yo like that. And then if, I think if they yo-yo and land at fourth, that's great for them. Um, I fucking, I'd love to see Liverpool just just disintegrate. That squad, at some point, is just going to burst. You can't, you can't play at that level for that amount of time. At that intensity, and not go pop. It, eventually, it's going to go pop, and I'd love this to be the season because I don't think they've looked that good. I haven't seen them come to Goodison in a number of years, and I've gone, we can beat these here. And the other week, I was I was in the game live, saying to saying to, to your Mark, who was next to me, "Fucking hell, the longer this game goes on, we've got these." So I think they, I think transitional for them as well a little bit. They, you know, it's not going away from Liverpool on this podcast now, but Liverpool have, for, when I'm looking at their team, they haven't replaced, 
Man City have replaced Sterling or they've replaced uh, you know Fernandinho and, and they've, they've got better and better as they go. Liverpool, they've still got James Milner on the pitch who Man City got rid of five years ago or whenever it was. Yeah. So I think Liverpool have, have let themselves, you know, look, touch wood, I'm not speaking too soon. I think they've let themselves down by not not replacing with more quality when, when, when they've been at the top, which all the top teams do. Once you're at the top, you just replace them. You know, Alex Vegas just say it's a it's a four year cycle on 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 teams. You got to replace your team every four years. Liverpool feel like it's been that team, maybe one or two additions for for a long time now. Um, mm. And yeah, I think I think they're coming to the end of that cycle. Um, I so. so, so you see what happens. I, I think you'll say I think Everton. When you look at those middle teams, which I think Everton, you know, you could argue we're what we're, we're not. We're one of the bottom teams. I don't mean in the league now. I just mean expectation wise. But I think we're still in that middle pack. I think with a, with a run, don't forget the World Cups in the middle of the season as well. So it's getting a bit of momentum before the World Cup, and then once the World Cup's finished, having a good goal of it. I think we can. I think top half. I'm happy with us if we, if we get top half. Hundred percent. And I, I probably I think the league's that tight, and it has been tight for for a couple of years now. I think there's. I don't think there's much between like sixth and fourteenth. I think that path we're we're arguably in. I just think I wouldn't be I wouldn't be surprised to see Everton seventh or thirteenth. You know what oh, I mean? Because no. all the teams like that. I think you've got. I think you've got your new your new three will be down there. Your Bournemouth and Forest. They'll fight and fight. And I think Marco Silva will have good moments, but they'll be caught out. Bournemouth already. You know, got Gary O'Neill caretaker manager. They got a good result at Forest. Forest again shown something already. They bounced up. Had bad results as well. They'll be down there. I think for me, I think the one team, un- unless unless he completely turns it around or they change manager, I think Villa are in trouble. You know. So yeah, yeah. I think well, his record, yeah, he hasn't got a good record, has he? Had that initial bounce twenty first with him, but he hasn't, and he's fell out with a few players as well, hasn't he? Apparently, once you start falling out with players, good players as well, like top players there, like captain. characters as well. Yeah, the character, uh, the captain, sorry, and. You know, Ollie Watkins as well, who's I imagine is you know well regarded there. He's a good player. Apparently, he fell out with him at some point. So, be nice, like nice. And Stephen Gerrard takes Villa down. Be very, very nice. Look, yeah. talking about that middle pack there. Our opponents on Sunday for me in that same middle pack. Yeah. West Ham not started too well. Going in, we've talked formation. We've both said there that we probably don't know how we will line up. But just looking ahead to, to the game, what are you expecting? For me, I don't want to put too much pressure on it because if Everton equalised in the last minute and the ground's bouncing, I'll be happy. But it's time for a win. It's time to put three points on the board. Yeah, for for all for the way we've played and saying there that I'm, I'm quite pleased how we've gone. You, you do need that first win. Uh, we said it when we played Forest a couple of weeks ago and we, we drew and you know, it was disappointing. But I think it's come now. You know, you're in the middle of September. You've, and the season started a month ago. You've got to you've got to get that win. Over a month ago, actually, wasn't it this season? So you've yeah. got to, you've got to get. It. I think disappointing we didn't play against Arsenal, but you know you look at the positives and say it's an extra week on the training ground. It's an extra week to get fit for your likes of Ghana and Onana and get used to England and more fights, get used to the team or whatever else. So that's hopefully a positive. Um, I've, I've put us, you know, don't be predicted on Super Six. I put us, I put us down to win. I, I do think we'll win. Um, I think West Ham have started. Uh, Poorly from when I watched them again. When he watched them once, but they didn't play well. I forget it was against now, but they, 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 when you look at their team, when you look at them on paper, they're not a top four team or a top five team, which Moyes has been 
you know, getting them like as he did with those, getting them up against uh, the top top end teams. I think this season is probably the season where they'll they'll maybe get found out. And, and I'm not saying that they'll you know be be fighting relegation or anything like that, but I can't see them having that good season, you know, top six season that they've had the last couple of seasons. I think they'll fade this this, and I think it's a perfect chance for us to get a win. I do think we will win, and I think if if we do win, um, international break come well. International break coming up, so it makes the win even more important yeah. for me going into that international break with that win. And you'll feel like we're flying then, I think. Yeah. Well, they're, they're playing tonight. So we're recording Thursday, what, 20 past six now. They're playing tonight over in, in Norway. So, yeah. you know, it's, it's a, I know it's only the Europa League conference and stuff, and, and maybe the the opposition is, isn't at a standard where they're going to give them a proper game. But it's not about that. It's about the travel. It's about getting back Friday morning, having your cool down session Saturday, then your set piece train, and then travelling to Liverpool overnight and stuff. So if anyone's watching, we don't condone fireworks at hotels, but if anyone has got fireworks near a hotel, maybe you see them. Who's West Ham? But they bought that player from Leon, didn't they? What's his name? Yeah. yeah um, I can't remember his name. Up, he's he's getting ready. What else have they bought, though? Let me just tell you now. Um... If anyone's watched, if anyone's wondering why we haven't got a clue what we're talking about, it's because Judge is not on. The College of Knowledge, who knows everything. So they bought uh, Lucas Paqueta from Leon, £38 million. Pounds. Uh, they bought Gianluca Scamacca from Susulo. He's a striker, £32 million. Pounds. Maxwell Corney, left winger from Burnley. They bought... Um, uh, the, the rest of the names just scream moist to make yeah. little small, little small signings. Sorry, go on. No, no, I was, no, I was just thinking about when you were saying there about Moyes. I, I was thinking last season, and rightly so, loads of plaudits for West Ham and loads of plaudits for Moyes. And I could sort of see what what he what he done at West Ham. I've seen it at Everton, and I could see what he was doing. What I'm seeing now is also very Moyes. Sometimes Moyes can can start the season, and, and it can very quickly. You're in December, and he'll fix it. West Ham will be absolutely sound, but I've also seen on Everton that Moyes does start seasons yeah. slower, and, and Everton have gone to West Ham in September and lost, for example. So, for me, it, it's um, to take advantage of it that they're playing in, playing in Norway tonight. The, 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 the team is not quite set as it stands. He's, he's experimenting. He's had money to spend, and why, why not go and get an absolute fucking thumping on Sunday? Yeah. For me, that that'll be it. I I want. I, I absolutely. Do we agree that we need to win the game? I'd, I'd love nothing more than for that to be a three or four nil. You know, I think to send Everton into the international break there, that that's that's for me what we should be aiming for. Yeah, like I say, we're gonna feel like we've had a we feel like we're flying, like we've had a great start to the season. If I think if we if we win there, like you say, we get a good win, even better. But getting a win and going into that break, and you know, yeah, I think. I'm excited for the game, to be honest. I'm looking forward to watching us after watching the derby. I obviously weren't there, I was away, but I'm looking forward to getting back into Goodison and, and, and watching us again. And I've got that sort of itch for it again, which I didn't have at all last season. I'm, I'm happy yeah, about it. To be a football fan, eh? To, 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 have, to have sleepless nights in April, to want to go and watch them again in September, to be excited for it. There's, there's nothing like it. Uh, prediction before we log off, Pricey Everton, West Ham Sunday. I'm going to go 2 0 to Everton. I, do, I honestly do think we'll. I do think we'll win, and I do think you know two nils. Yeah, go on, I'll go there. I think, but I think if, if you get if you get Dominic Calvert Lewin on the pitch, I think if you play four three three, despite the fact that Tom Davis has played well this season, you, you get just a guy in. I think if you if you play our strongest team, 
I think he, I think he beat them quite convincingly. I think you're looking three 0 three one. I reckon you can do that to them. I really do, and I, and I hope so. I hope me and you were in the Winslow Disco on Bank Holiday Sunday. Monday off. Monday off. Monday off. <laughs> I hope enjoying a, a couple of cold Guinnesses. If anyone sees myself or Pricey, as always, please come come and say hello. Um, Pricey does like to. Th- like, like to portray the shy image, but he enjoys people coming over and saying, I know you from the YouTube show. He absolutely loves it. So please do keep coming over and please hit like, please hit subscribe. Um, we are on Everton channel going forward. Lots of plans, lots of ideas to, to make the show what we want it to be and what we want it to be is, is, is the best, most fun Everton channel that you're going to come across. We'll always talk football. We'll always talk the games. We'll preview the games. We'll always try and do it with, with um, banter and debate. But like, like, like no other podcast, no other YouTube show, shall we say, does. Please give us a like and a subscribe. The Twitter is at Across the Park PC. The Instagram is the same. My name is Ian Mills with Andrew Price. Thank you for watching. See you again next week. <laughs>